If you can stop talking for 10 seconds, that would be fantastic. You want to hit the start timer on there? You want to hit, you want to start podcasting, genius? Biff, did you know that humans eat more bananas than monkeys? Oh, God, I think I know this joke. Uh, really? Uh, and? Well, when's the last time you've seen a human eat a monkey, Biff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> see, see, they eat more bananas yeah, than they do monkeys. monkeys. But you, 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 it's, it's all right. Uh, you'll, you'll get this one. Did you, did, did you see Indiana Jones? Um, you know, the second one? I did. Uh, recently, too, actually. There, there was some monkey uh, feasting on that one, so, you know. But not as many as the banana. Anyway. Probably not, yeah. Uh, so, Biff, what does it say about the girl you're dating if you can remember her eye color after one date? Does it have to do with the size of her breasts? Yeah, she has small boobs. <laughs> <laughs> See, because you would make eye contact at that point. Yeah. Hey, yeah, yeah. Because, because, yeah, because it wouldn't be worth checking. What? I'm awful. It's 2023, what? allegedly. <laughs> We're so woke. Oh, We're man. We're so woke. With that said, yeah, we're little... eating monkeys and uh, we're talking about staring at women's boobs. Yeah, well, that's where we're at. Well, I'm not eating monkeys, but the, you, yeah. so, you know, t check me off the list for the monkey eating, but but put my <laughs> name on twice for the staring at boobs. boobs. <laughs> yeah, each one for each one. Two boobs. That's what they take us for. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Carnival <laughs> Personnel Podcast. It's your good old friend, Jacques. This is Beth, and I wish Joe was here. God, I wish Joe was here. Is Joe here? Oh, I guess we're going to have to go on without him. What are we going to talk about today, John? Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Timing. Oh! Timing. Oh! Oh! Hi, everyone. It's Joe. <laughs> Biff wished me into existence like the kid from the Twilight Zone. Something like that. Yeah. It's good that you did that, Biff. It's real good. <laughs> oh wow. That that that's one of those you know, most of the Twilight Zones are now unwatchable for me. Just the anxiety of you saying that. Oh man, it is haunting. It's a really good thing you did then. A really good thing. Yeah. Uh so hey, last week uh we had our friend Praise on and it was really nice because I ended up going to a couple mics and uh people it was well received let's put it like that some of the other right. comics were like oh my god that was a lot of fun that was great when can i do it so there'd be more of that it was it's all and plus it's just fun talking to people about comedy i mean i mean i very much like that um you know because i don't get to do it with you two <clears throat> i hate comedians <laughs> sorry uh well uh so let, let let's you know so i don't know what next week's sideshow is life has thrown a few curveballs we've talked about a few things i might wrangle a comedy pal we might do a couple other things that biff suggested if we can pull that together but in the meantime 
Biff, why don't you tell us about the new addition to the family? Oh, we so yeah, so um the day before Valentine's Day, you know, the my management said, you know what? Are you available to uh, kind of get yourself from work uh, around three, you know, three o'clock? And I said, oh, yeah, it's after, you know, my clients uh, on the East Coast. So I said, okay, so you need to come to the Passing the Humane Society and meet me there. And the thing is, um, so, you know, I've been wanting a puppy for a while or, you know, a dog for a while. I lost my last one uh, over Memorial Day weekend. And, it was, you know, that was a pretty traumatic one. And but finally, you know, uh, you know, the management was ready. I've been ready for a while, and it turns out that, um, yeah, she kind of had a pre-scouted, and she kind of had, you know, <laughs> the uh, selection in mind. Because I was actually kind of thinking, you know, like, you know, I'm thinking maybe we should just get like a senior dog and whatever. But no, she had a pup, and it, my God, it's freaking the cutest puppy ever. You know, um, she's gonna be huge at 15 weeks. She's 30 pounds. So wow, that's a big yeah, one. It's gonna be a big one. And what is she? Shall we? Uh, she's a purebred uh, California Valley Hound. Uh, oh, they're the best. They're the best. They're the best. No, no, no. We have no idea. Um, actually, uh, the management sent in for to get the genetics done just so we could see what it is. Um, the the guess, kind of the pr uh, prevailing guess, is that it's a Kangle. If you know that particular breed, I actually knew I know the hat. A... The Kangle hat. <laughs> Yeah, I actually knew the breed as the uh, Anatolian Carabash, and I said that's good. I think it's an Anatolian Carabash, and it turned out that it's the same thing that everybody else was saying. So I was stupid, and I didn't know that it was the same thing. But whatever. Well, yeah. congratulations. Do we have a name? It is Lily, Lily Buttercup, and she's kind of barking right now, so it's gonna be fun. I, I, I'm not picking up on it, but that's. Did, did, yeah. did Timmy fall down the well? Does she want you to fall? <laughs> Lily. Lily, oh Lily! Yeah, she's a she's a big dog with Pictures a huge separation anxiety issues. So ah, but don't they all? Really though, don't they all? Um, all the dogs we have to. Uh so I. So how's your dogs doing? So a few about a little over a month ago, we became a foster failure for the second time in two years. We. Ha management just doesn't have time with her work and traveling and neither do I to do our own rescue like we've done for many years. So we've been a foster for a couple rescues here in Massachusetts. Okay. Yep. Uh, and and it, it's been great. You know, we, we still over the pandemic, we were fostering for a rescue still out of Qatar and Taiwan. And we end up, you know, doing a lot of fostering for this, this great, and I'll put it up on, on Instagram and, and Twitter, you know, who these people are, and they're wonderful. But it was a little, gosh, over a year, about 18 months ago, uh -huh. we were fostering a three-legged uh, pit bull. And right. okay. you know, as, as, as most people who listen to podcasts know, I lost the love of my life about three years ago. My, my, my beloved dog, Loki, I, I think, you know, I think you only have three or four dogs really so, so wait wait so, so you you love that dog more than your management i'm just more than anything that 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 more, dog than, your, more was, than your kids and she's you okay know? with that too and 100 100 look biff 
here's the deal. Here's the deal. You you put your wife and your dog in the trunk of a car and you drive around for an hour going over bumps and curves and stop and start. When you get out and you open the trunk, who's happy to see you? I mean, I mean, I mean, who really loves you? Am I right? Honestly, that sounds like the, that sounds like the test from like a Bronx Tale, you know, when like right. the, girl, if, the girlfriend if the dog test. leans over and unlocks the other door for you, <laughs> then you keep her. So no, but I wasn't ready. The family was ready, much like your management. You know, you your you know everybody has to be ready, and we had this dog about. I don't want to say 48 hours. It was over 24, less than 48. And my management is like, we're keeping her, aren't we? And I gave her a scowl and I yelled at her with all my vigor and, and yep. piss and vinegar. I'm like, yes, I'm, I'm not happy about it, but this dog has won me over. And so that was it. So we, we can't take any more. We're just going to foster. We fostered 10 dogs for this rescue since then. And then about a month ago, we got dropped off this deaf Go ahead. There we go. Yeah, start with that. Blind, let's, get, uh, let's get out of the way. Out of the way. Deaf, blind, and how many legs? I don't know. This one has all four legs. Um, four. It's a tiny. It's like a. It's like an eight pound Boston Terrier. But okay. we were fostering that, and it was about two, three days, and that dog really warmed up to our little guy. And I'm like, oh, fucking A. God damn it. We're traveling this summer. We have shit to do. But yes, now we have this uh, this deaf dog. Guess what we named it? It doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> and, and it's so hard to train a deaf dog. And I know it sounds like a lead into one of my stupid, shitty jokes. But it's true. It's a chewer. It's like every time you turn around, there's a different shoe in its mouth. It carries boots twice the size of it. You know, this is true, yeah. And every time, but, but what my family does, you know, and the wife, especially she's been pulling the same fucking crap for 20. She's going to name the dog something that warms me up to it. So of course they went with Iggy pup. I'm like, you dicks. (laughs) So, uh, and and then the two-year-old that she nannies, absolutely. The way he says Iggy pup, see Iggy pup. It's like, God damn it. Now you're making him plays the heartstrings to you you and so that's it we're done and and so the rescue says to my management no adoption fee you've done so much but does this oh, mean cool. you oh my does, God. does this mean it's, it's like 600 bucks you know yeah. which is which look it's spayed it's neutered <clears throat> it, it has all its shots it's when you get a rescue that has all that stuff it's like it's amazing it's that's better than finishing the 10th sandwich part on your subway card you know no <laughs> shit. have you ever have you ever have you ever not lost a card have you ever got the free sub i think i had yeah i think i had once it was this is pre-jared going to jail by the way oh. so it was Another innocent man railroaded by the system, you know. Uh, But yes, uh, so they say they said you guys are the best. We're the best foresters they have because my wife runs a triage unit. Like we will take the special needs. It's like, oh, do you have flaxseed? Do you have this? Oh, do you? It's dehydrated. It's like, yeah, we got the drip. We got all this stuff. I mean, it's like, anyways. So they said if you. We'll give it to you, no fee, but over the next year, will you foster a couple dogs for us? Right. And my wife's like, sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And I always get that. That's it. I'm giving you a break. I'm giving the boys a break. We're not going to take another dog for at least two months. After this one that they just dropped. <laughs> I, I don't need one other dog. I need this. And what I hate about, about I cannot tell you how many times, Joe, this has happened. Because I'm not on Facebook. Where Biff will say, oh, so do you like the new dog? I'm like, what new dog? Oh, because <laughs> she had posted on Facebook before she got home. Biff would see it, tell me in hockey, and it's like. I love how she tells the whole world before yes. you. Yeah. 100%. You know what I mean? Uh, no. It, it, well, it, I think, and I always thought it was hilarious. Isn't it? Yeah, I'm like, I'm, you know, it's basically, it's not so much I'm telling Jacques as much as it's in the group text where I do the screenshot and says, hey, hey, Jacques, have you seen this? It's really. Not so much so that so that Jock is informed. It's really so that we as a group can ridicule Jock. Yes, because you get a twofer. You get so little opportunity to do that. There's right. such a it's like a Haley's comment. So we get the phone call. There's this dog that just you know came up from Texas. It's pregnant. We have a house that's going to deliver its babies. Um, those people are going to be gone for a week. The vet says the 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 dog is two weeks out. And so after the second day, and this dog is a fucking sweetheart. Oh, my God. She is just a love. And management and the little one who's literally, I know where his allegiance are now. You know what I mean? And he's like, can they have the puppies here? No. Can they have the puppies here? No. Well, he really wants to see the puppies here. No. Okay, let me test it. Hey, Squish. Will you help me take these other three dogs for a quick walk? I'll play the game. I'll do it later. And then I would look at the wife and say, no, it's because I'm going to do it. So, uh, no, we, we, and we can't. We can't. You know, at one point, there's just no room. So on Valentine's Day, because I'm a hopeless romantic, I went and did an open mic in Lowell. I, I got there at 8, got out of there at like 9.30-ish. A bunch of us drove the 40 minutes up to Manchester, New Hampshire to do another mic that starts at 930. I got out of there at like 11, 1130. I get home, you know, do X, do Y, do C, straightening up, packing the boys lunch for the next day. And all of a sudden I hear the unmistakable sound. I'm like, what is that whimpering? What the hell is that? Why is yeah. it? we have a field mice in here it's like no it can't be a mi-. literally I'm, I'm like why would we have mice it's am food. i so hungry that my stomach is whimpering right so i go you know and she's in the big crate i go upstairs and i uh i tell management it's like hey so this is now it's valentine's day you know it, it, that was on monday so now it's one in the morning on valentine's day and i'm like hey um for Valentine's Day, I'm going to let you keep the dog to have its babies here. Half asleep. Oh, that's cr- Is she having the dog sense? <laughs> like she realized where my compassion all honestly almost like pushes me out the window running downstairs. You have to, you know, get get the get the okay, You're being sis- too long-winded. Let's get to the point. We, we have nine pup. Well, it, it gave nine puppies over the next like eight hours and she stayed up till uh till like 5 30 and we thought we were done thought they were done eight of them and then 
three hours later, she's lingering. She's supposed to go to work. She's taking one last picture as the dog stands up, circles around three, four times, plops out another one. So there you go. So, uh, and and, and that's that. That's my life. So that is my, like our house is an official. So how many are you keeping? How many are you keeping? No, we can't because we we and, and she knows that. It's like we definitely can't. And and, and not just saying it. We really, what, Joe. Joe, what, what's the over over under on this? What do you think? I, I don't know if one of them knows how to like you know play hockey or <laughs> <laughs> no, because she, she has to go away for she has to go to Chicago for Passover, uh, then Chicago for three weeks in June, and then the boys and I, well, we, 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 lots of things going on. But at one point, one of the boys or both of the boys and I are coming out to LA for anywhere from like yeah. three to six weeks. So yeah, she, we just right. can't. Yeah, and I'll, and right. I'll probably drive out with the big dog. You know, I'll probably take Valkyrie with us uh, and she'll take the two small ones to Chicago. But, uh, but yeah, so, so what, so, so Biv has this new dog. I have a bunch of new dogs and uh, what's happening with you. You know, you know, Joe, I've heard rumors. that. <laughs> no, no, no. It's a dog eat dog world. And, I'm so, eating all the dogs. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't uh, want any. I, I've made it clear to Joe. Uh, Joe, yeah. Joe went to uh, Wienerschnitz on. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just with, without, without, without a doubt. No. So, um, I am gloriously dog free for now. No, and you should be. I, I, I've had a long talk with Joe, and I'm like, hey, um, don't do this. Let me live vicariously through you. Just the thought of 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 you. But you know, while we're talking to Joe and about his house, Joe, why don't you tell us about uh. Uh, what's happening on the third floor of the palatial, uh, you know, Casa del Joe? Well, you know, my um, my my luzeum, as you called it, <laughs> right. um, it, it, is no more. So I've gone and, um, you know, tried to reconstruct what um, what I used to have. You don't know what you got till it's gone, really. Um, so I miss I do miss a, a lot of it, but some of it. I did uh, was able to reconstruct and it's kind of like the field of dreams. If you build it, um, <laughs> you will cry. So here, oh, I don't know if you guys can see it, but no, you probably can't, but yeah, yeah, you just I move see. out of the way there here. We go, yeah. Oh, okay. Are those Ikea bookshelves? Uh, they're two target uh, TV okay. stands that I cobbled together. So oh, I Frankenstein something, but yes, there it's coming along. There you go. And now, if we could only come up with a name for this area in the castle. <laughs> well, I called it the Newseum, but there actually is a new or was a Newseum. It was a news museum in Washington, D.C. I don't know if it's still there. Probably not. I don't know. Thanks, Obama. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I was so happy. I, you know, it's like, oh, my God, that that is that is just delicious. And when he said museum, I'm like. You know, it's one of those things. It's like, look, do I miss my old dog, Loki? Yeah, but is it nice to have Valkyrie? Is it the same? Is it say No, it's not, but it's a different kind of love. Right, Joe? So That's you, you right. Yeah, right. So, yeah, and I'm going through old VHS tapes and all oh, the gold. <laughs> Oh, the gold I'm finding. Not really. But anyways, we'll save that for another podcast. We um, So here, here was the big goings on here this week, uh, which I've posted a couple times. It's been a really, a really great week. Uh, well, first of all, did, uh, last week, the week before was April vacation. And I. February vacation. February vacation. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And 
I signed my oldest one up for lifeguard, you know, training through the town. And and he was like, yeah, fine, I'll do it. And then about three days before it started, we got the email of what it would entail. And instantly I called management. I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to make him do this. It's the entire vacation. It's the entire vacation. Like the Saturday for two hours, you know, orientation, Monday, 10 hours of CPR and first aid training, and then six hours in the pool every day of the rest of the week. And I'm like, that's his whole vacation. He will be at the camp more than he would have been in school. Um, and much to my surprise, he said, no, I'll do it. I'll, I'll try cool. it. Yep. Uh, so how'd it go? It, it went great. It went uh, like, yep. it, it, it went great. And it went bad because on Friday was a written test and he doesn't do written tests well. But the budget for the following Saturday, like the next day for you to come right. back and retake it. Because the whole deal is it's free. Uh, and you get your lifeguard CPR certificate, yep, yep. but you have to work for the town pool for one summer. Right. Yep. Or if you want to go take it and take your certificate and go work at the Y or something like that, you got to pay 200 bucks. And and the fact that he was so upset when he didn't pass the test on Friday and he was like mad at himself, but he, he pulled it together, did it. And it's like, it was great. It was great. Okay. So, so I had – He has a summer job now? He, 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 well, that's why we're not – yes. We're not sure. 16 people started start it on the first orientation, and only nine people, you know, passed the course. Wow. So well, seven people drowned? Seven so. people, you know. Well, they, <laughs> those nine did a really shitty job of, you know what I mean? Um, so, yeah. So he, he can do that. And uh, and so we're very proud of him. He's pr- More importantly, he's proud of himself. So I had to be in New York City. New York City? Thank you. Okay. Uh, on Tuesday for a meeting, like late morning to mid afternoon. It wasn't sure when the meeting was going to happen. It's uh, you. You've met the guy. His name is Dearman, um, a music contact of mine. And I said, I text my cousin, and I'm like, Hey, I got to be in town. Do you want to grab lunch or dinner? I can be there Tuesday, Wednesday. And he's like, Oh my god, Tuesday we're at work, and I haven't seen my cousin Jimmy since you know since the summertime. Yep. 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 And so I say to management, I'm like, hey, why don't I bring the boys? Like, who the fuck cares? They miss one day of school. And she's like, no, blah, blah, blah. They just had February vacation. I'm like, well, fine. Okay. And then we, and then it starts to look like there was going to be a storm. Right. right. Monday night. So I'm, I'm tracking the storm all day and I'm like, oh man, it's, it's supposed to be bad. You know, it's not supposed to be horrible in Boston and horrible in New York, but between Boston and New York, it's snowmageddon. And it's supposed to start between midnight, uh, uh, 11 p.m. and midnight. So I'm like, okay, if I'm in the car at 8.30, I get home from Jiu-Jitsu, 7.30. If I'm in the car at 8.30, I prepack. I'm in New York before it starts snowing. All good. I'm literally getting the last trip from in the on the car to the house to get some stuff. The phone rings and my wife's phone rings the exact same second. And we don't have to look down because when your phone's ringing the exact same seconds, it's an Amber alert or it's a robo call from the school saying it's canceled the next day. I thought AI got so out of control that phones started calling themselves. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> or each other, rather. It worries me because you, you know where we live, Joe. You know iRobot and what they're creating. Boston Dy- Dynamics, Boston Dynamics. Fuck you. Fuck all of those. What, have you seen a fucking movie? Come on. Anyways. But it turned out it wasn't that at all. It was a you know snow day. And yeah, so what happened? I said to the big guy, I'm like, 
like, hey, do you want to come? You want to see Cousin Jimmy, who he loves? And he's like, well, blah, blah, blah. I might do this. I'm like, okay. He goes, well, we'll see him all summer. I'm like, well, you don't know. He didn't want to go. He kind of did, but didn't. And the little guy kind of wanted to go, but he didn't. But, and I'm like, okay, I don't have time for your shenanigans. I'm leaving. I love you all. See you tomorrow. I get in the car. I almost get to Worcester, and I get the phone call from my wife. Don't be mad. But he really, really wants to go. He thinks you're going to be mad at him. Look, he's 15. I don't know how many road trips he's going to want to do with dad. Plus, we're getting to the tipping point where he's so proficient in jujitsu and he's 180 built like a fucking yeah. tank. And I don't know how much. Okay, so you drive back. So you drive back. I drive back. <laughs> and uh, Wait, I like that. I like that. Biff is like general. Get the fuck on with it right now. Like he, he can't like Biff is you know not what? putting I up with it. I am determined to create a 55 minute podcast one of these days and um <laughs> i drive back i get him all good and he was so happy i drove back so now you know what? i'll say this uh, you know what long, you know so you did tell me about tell us about the the thing and um it looks like horrible horrible footage of um like oh. just right i mean just like i don't know what, what kind of weather you had but I'm, I'm i'm gonna ask you so like at what point did you think it's a good idea to be you know documenting that while driving through that crap by the time i get back to worcester and now it starts it, you know so that three hour window should, should you have yeah. two hands on the wheel oh yeah no she's my co-pilot uh but yes the answer is yes and then it, it was fine it was fine then you hit hartford and the skies open up and now it's like i i'm looking at the map and i'm looking at the mileage and i'm like I am at the exact halfway point. I'm at the damned if you do, damned if you don't. No cars on the road. It's a 55-mile highway at this point, two lanes. I'm driving in the middle about 25, and every 20 minutes, a half hour, a car will come by, blowing by us. And by blowing by us, I mean 40, 45, three times about three or four miles up the road. Oh, that person's in the ditch. Up. You know, that person's. And every time we would slow down, it's like, do you have a phone? Is there a tow truck coming? I'm not getting out and helping push anybody because the car, be the truck behind you can't see, you know? So, uh, well, that, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, it seems like, you know, stopping is, is makes sense, but that means that you're like a, a still target. <laughs> right. And every. Right. I mean. It, and have you have you have you made that drive? So it's interesting, Biff. At one point in Connecticut, the the uh, the like the 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 stations, the rest stations, they're kind of more like just pull in little things, um, and they're really in and out, uh, really convenient. But we stopped at almost every one just to get the ice off. Like even even with the wipers and everything, it was it wasn't snowing; it was coming down ice. So we got, but you know what? It was great. It was a nice life anyway, lesson. So, so, so you get so you get to New York four at four York. in the morning, four thirty in the morning, and my cousin okay. texts me at like three thirty in the morning because he's still okay. up writing. Like he's not. You don't go home yeah. on Saturday Night Live. You just don't right. go home that on a shoot. Right, right, right. And he's like, "I'm so sorry. Can I move it till one thirty? And then can I move it till two? And now my other meeting was going to be at three. And now he's saying, "Can we meet at three? And I have to make the decision. It's like. Do I see Dermot, who I I kind of should, and it's great, or do I see my cousin? And and I'm like, no, you know what? Uh, I'm going to see my cousin. And so the little guy and I just had the whole day to yeah. 
to go around. It was wonderful. It was great. The other one who didn't come was when he saw it, it's like, I didn't know you guys were going to go back to the M&M store. I didn't know there was a Pele store there, uh, uh, the Pele store at Times Square. And so he got himself his man because he, he went to football camp last. He gets very right, triggered if right. you call it soccer. Um, he has 100 oh, percent committed his you, life. You shouldn't have. You shouldn't have said that because, you know, I'm just going to freaking soccer all the time. Oh, you yeah, know, hey, you, you know what he's like. And just remember, he's soccer it to me, baby. <laughs> <laughs> but he does. Yeah. He 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 went to camp all week and he loves it. And he got a custom Manchester United jersey with his name on the back. So uh and then and then we saw my cousin Jimmy. And I'm not speaking out of school here. He looked great. He looked horrible. <laughs> uh right, right, right. Yeah. All he, he, looked like, do, he looked like a fit zombie. Yeah. All he can do is work out. You know what I mean? He has a right. gym, gym at gym at 30 Rock, gym at his apartment if he ever yeah. goes back there. And the only way to deal with stress, because, you know, his boyfriend lives in L.A. He's only here once every three weeks. And he's like, so he's ripped. He's buff. He right, looks right. fantastic. But he is pale as yes, anything. Yes, yeah. Um, and he's deprived and all that good stuff. Oh, you know, it, it, it's funny because I end up saying that to, to, my, to my son. I'm like, you got to remember, he worked his ass off. To look this bad <laughs> you know <laughs> this is his dream job and you got to be careful yeah. what you wish for um but yeah. yeah you know it was it was great and then you know i look and i'm like oh on the way home there's an open mic and i i've heard of this club you know and so i'm like yeah. okay it's down in the village so i say to grayson i say hey i you know because we're, we're done with lunch at like four i'm like let's drive down there Get down. It would take about a half hour to get down there. I'm like, we'll walk around. We'll find a place for you to eat. I'll, you know, that's right next to the club. And, he, and that's one of the things he loves about New York. He's a big foodie. And you look 50 yards in this direction. There's eight different ethnic restaurants with people of that ethnicity running yeah, that right. restaurant. It's not like, you know, I'm the guy running the Turkish. Are you baklava. telling me that New York is diverse? I am telling you it is. Uh, you know, you know, what's funny. You'll hate you'll hate Tokyo for that because you know what they have all those places. Vegan vegetarian options not so easy. Mm. Yeah, you know I I live for a couple of weeks. They have candy. They have candy. I'll, I'll live. I can eat. And and so, so that was the idea. So now it's five thirty. We walk into the place. It's it's down in a basement. It's a comedy cellar. The old guy running it, I at first didn't know if he was joking. He goes, you guys both comics? It's like, yep, there's a couple comedians in there, a couple open mic guys. You're like, oh, the sign-up list is right over there. And we're like, uh, oh, okay. You guys want a beer? Uh, I'm looking at my 15-year-old. <laughs> and I'm like, no, we'll have a couple Diet Cokes if you got them. And then I'm like, just sit down. you know. And then we, and like we're talking to the other guys and talking and i don't know if it was because his eyesight isn't great the, the guy running it because he's much older i don't know if it's because it's dim lit i don't know if he just doesn't fucking give a fuck and why not it's a warm body on a tuesday night and let's fill this place up so he went my little guy went next door got himself a couple corn dogs came back it starts like a half hour later everybody you know, except us have had a couple of beers. They're like 15-ish people. What was the humidity in there? It was nice. <laughs> it, was actually, you know, it, was, it was nice. I should have taken a picture. And then uh, two or three comedians in, like, you know, the MC like, sees him. He's like, hey, are you going up? He's like, no, nah, blah, blah, blah. And I looked. I'm like, dude, go up. Because what am I going to say? I'm like, 
go up and talk shit about your brother. You know, to, you know, make fun of me. You know, talk about all the dogs at the house. So a couple more comedians go up. I go up, and then uh, and then one guy in between us, and then uh, the MC looks over. And goes, you want to give it a try? And he's like, sure. And he was so it was it was he was so comfortable it was almost disturbing <laughs> i mean now he he his his opening line was his best line he's like how many people have siblings yeah they suck right it's <laughs> like we all have a sibling that sucks you know what i mean and it's like instantly and then yeah. the, and then it got a little billy madison at the end of the you know rambling but his rambling <laughs> was done with such comfort and ease and, a, <laughs> and 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 i'm on fire like like i'm watching you know this is my son up there doing his first minor league game you know what i mean you know this is one of those moments you've just taken your first step into yeah. a more depressing world <laughs> and like he was saying it's like yeah you know i've done so many plays he's done like six or seven plays right. school band and band performances whether he's been playing drums a guitar a keyboard he's been on stage you know 50 times in his life and then it's funny that he's like well there's more kids in my classroom that i have to speak in front of and they're assholes, <laughs> you know? mm. and that was his calculus. He was like, "Yeah, this was easier. There was less people, and these people kind of want to laugh. You know what I mean? Kind of don't want to punch down at a fifteen-year-old kid, maybe." But, but uh, the so my family, I've talked to him before. It's like, "Yeah, these open mics are horrible. My wife is not allowed to go to them because they're horrible. They're, <laughs> no, the, the the misogyny, the punching down. Oh yeah, yeah, that's the, true. Yeah, yeah. The use of the f word, and I don't mean fuck. The use of the r word. All. Oh man, I'm a comic, and I'm gonna be shocking, and it's 1993. And I'm Wait, gonna... <laughs> is, 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 what's what's the f word? Is that foreskin? Uh, what? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, somebody somebody who chooses to be part of the LGBT. You know, when you decide to become gay, Jimmy. Um, no, it's it's so so it, it's. So, but he did great. I no, was no, on there's fire. There's treatment for that. There's treatment for that. No, you, we just pray. You you can pray away the gay, dude. That's how it works. Just pray away the gay. Um. So so he did. He had fun. I had fun. I bet you there's a song. Pray away the gay. That's a song. Christian rock song. It's in there somewhere. You, I'm gonna I'm gonna go go ahead and keep talking. I'm gonna Google it. Do, do you want to Google it? Because that's gonna be on your history. That's gonna come mm -hmm. up on you. At one point, someone's gonna hey Biff, I gotta look something up on your history. Why you, is Biff looking like, do up? Not, do you not know like like ways to search without leaving incognito anyone or you know you, you know the other thing you could do is uh you could um do your search on DuckDuckGo on private yes. mode on firefox yeah, yeah. 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 i just use my burner phone Biff. <laughs> burner phone He's so he, he just watched breaking yeah. bad so give him, a, give him a break so i did so i came home on fire and then the next morning i get the emails like oh the reminder that the the nice open mic that's at the coffee shop at mill number five and i said to him i was like dude do you want to you want to go up tomorrow and do it he's like i don't know but because now he has time to think about it before it happened it just happened you know he didn't have time to second guess just get up there like i remember the first time i drove to worcester a few months ago and i called joe and i'm like you know when i did it in la 
uh, this summer. The place was right next door to Renetsky's. I didn't have time to talk myself out of it, but now I'm in the car for an hour, and I got plenty of time for the voices to say, don't do this, so, don't do this, kill yeah. yourself. Don't do this, don't do this, you should kill yourself. Don't do this, don't do this, kill yourself. <laughs> so there is a, so just so. Is there a YouTube comment the- section in your brain, by the way? <laughs> So ju- just to confirm, there's "Pray the Gay Away" sung by Melissa Carper on YouTube. Oh, oh great! Seventy-seven thousand views, like we go- way more views than our, you know, podcast. Can we go out on that? Yeah, you know what? <laughs> what is she gonna do? <laughs> like, you know, "Pray the Gay Away." Oh my God! Oy. that's the world we live in. There's and- another one called "You Can't Pray the Gay Away," but you know, but is there's that one my- that is "Pray the Gay Away." So yeah, there you go. So we so we did the other you know did did the open mic on Thursday and so I had put out there it's like you know two cities in two days is this a tour you know mm-hmm. so and it, and it's funny because like you know it's been a great moment you know parenting thing and a bonding yeah. thing I'm like dude it happened and and you did it like whether you continue with this or you never do it again you're gonna be at college in like six years and somebody's gonna be like oh there's an open mic it's like yeah I've done that what. Yeah, I was 15 years old, and I was in New York, and your friends are going to be like, bullshit. You're going to be like, I know, here it is. When you were talking about how you were trying to coax him to come up on stage, it was almost like that scene from Tommy Boy. It's like, come on, Tommy Boy, come and join me on stage. Well, I can't. Okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. How do we look? Fat. Chubby. (laughs) Much chubby, that's right. Oops, I said the the third F word, by the way. (laughs) The new F word, and it's that. So, so that, 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 you know, that was it. So on the other hand, Biff, the last time we talked, I was getting ready to do my big comedy show that I've been prepping for relentlessly for a month. Uh, Joe was helping me prep. And at one point he saw my notes and he's like, you're beautiful mining your set. Like, cause I was honestly trying to get each bit down and calculate. You like, didn't you prep know. that hard for your colonoscopy. I <laughs> did not, you know. I actually did. Oh, that's awful. Anyways, but Biff knows that. You've you've had three. You haven't had your first one, right? No, you got a, you got a few years, Joe. You got like six years. Actually, I think I'm on. Sorry, I'm 45. So okay. I think, I think now. I think for my birthday, I'll be getting my. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so so when I did it a couple months ago, I had seven minutes, and this time I have like 15. And and every that's a long st- time to talk. It you, is. You would think it's a long time to talk. Then you. Listen to this podcast, and it's like yeah, we're at the oh, forty-five minute mark right now. So yeah. I don't know. <laughs> no, so it was so. Anyways, it was, uh, it was awful. It's like a bunch of people came to see me. I was so excited, and a, a bad comedian blames the crowd. So I'm not blaming the crowd. I'm just saying the exact same jokes in the exact same room that two months earlier, because I did the same opening three minutes. You know, I I, I changed up about 50% of what I did last time, but another six minutes was was new, or at least new to them. And I was polished, and I was ready, and, and Joe can, can weigh in on, like, whether my cadence and my timing and my rushing and all that stuff, absolutely crickets. It was so painful to tell a joke that in the same room with a, bigger crowd absolutely killed and this time it was like my, to, to, doing it for my deaf dog and to think you're at this age to come to that realization you know but i, I and, and and like i'm friends with one of the other comics who went up and he yeah. was like oh my god dude this whole all of them like you know there was like five comics on the bill and and you know 
Uh, it was well, Joe. But the crowd sucked, man. I was there. I was part of the crowd, and I I actually encouraged them all to stop laughing. <laughs> I told I actually shushed a whole row. I was like, "What are you doing? I'm trying to listen to the jokes. Shut the fuck up. Go on with the telling of the jokes, guy on stage. I've quieted the crowd for you." <laughs> Oh, so it's been a best of the world. But you know what? At least at least I didn't give money to a guy who I thought was Ed Sheeran to come to my church and, and sing The Shape of You. And I, I mean, don't You know I mean, what? To be fair though. You go ahead, go ahead. No, no, no did, I was going to say, you know story? what? You're going to you're going to air out my dirty laundry on this <laughs> podcast. I'm leaving. <laughs> did me, you guys me, see the story? Yes, yes. But to be oh. fair, I mean, how much did they pay him? 35 bucks. Yeah, so like, come on. And okay. here's a beautiful thing. When the reporter asked the pastor, why did you think the real Ed Sheeran was going to come to your church and perform for $35? And he's like, well, I just assumed he had fallen on hard times. Oh, I'm sorry, let's $35 and a sandwich. Let's pretend some bucks. of us don't know the story. What was the story? Yeah. So there's a town. Oh. Tulusa, Tulusa, it's not Tuscaloosa. It's like it's okay. like that. Tulusa is more but, but like I mean, it. So yeah, but he, it's yeah. three churches. He he got three churches to pay him to do appearances, and and he kind of he kind of looks like Ed Sheeran had fallen on hard times and a pile of meth. <laughs> so yeah, it, yeah, that's about right. Yeah. Did he at least have a British accent or no? <laughs> they didn't mention that, but that was my favorite thing. Why did you think Ed Sheeran was showing up in your podunk town? At your and then I'm doing the math in my head. I'm like, well, this is a Twitter account for the police station. They put out an APB. There's an investigation. It's $35 in a sandwich. Just pressing, you know, send on the tweet cost them $35. Let it go, man. I'm, I'm also from the school of thought. If you're right. dumb enough to think that some guy. So let me wait. Guys, let me try to disseminate this. I'm a little slow. All right. I, I remember me. I was the guy who didn't laugh yeah. in the audience. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so there was a guy that who just, I guess, he purposely went to churches or, or advertised to churches that he was Ed Sheeran, and if they could wire him $35 or Venmo him $35, he would come and sing at their church. And then he was a no-show because he scammed three churches, right? So then a local police department then was, you know, I guess the church called their police department. The police department then took it upon themselves to tweet out the APB on their Twitter account. Well, here's, here's the part of the story that I don't think I made clear. My apologies. He showed up at a church and sang. Oh. He, actually, he actually performed at one of the church. And I think that's when one of the people, you know, I'm going to guess it was a young 14-year-old girl who was like, that's not a chair, you dummies. Yeah, the shape of you doesn't sound like Twinkle Twinkle Little Star either. So. <laughs> oh, man. And, and when I said, look, honestly, he could pass as Ed Sheeran's older second cousin with a severe meth problem <laughs> but, um so oh, i the power bar by the way no I, I, <laughs> when you talk this much man you gotta so, you, you gotta stuff what? your yeah something's gonna make you stop talking just put food in it yeah 
But Joe, you know, this isn't is the only like country. The, uh, tru- it's like that. You know that. You know how they do the um, when you uh, have the pigs dig for the truffles. Yes. And when they find that, you have to stuff them with like you know apples so that they don't eat the truffles. Right. Yeah. It's kind of like that with Jacques. Yes, well, truffle. Except our, our truffles are long-winded stories. Right, right. <laughs> I found all of them. <laughs> uh, so you know, this is all, all, all kinds of important details in there too. Right. Oh, this this uh this is we need time and temperature every two three minutes. <laughs> by the way, yeah. next. Oh, and I don't. The FCC's I, I, on our ass. Wait, we gotta I, listen. We gotta hit these marks. I I don't want to. I might have some bad news for you. <laughs> I did it. I did an AM radio promotional interview. I had to drive to the station and went in to promote the show at Luna Theater, the local oh, AM. Wow. Yeah. No. And, and look. They've been a radio station for like 70 years. They have a couple syndicated shows during the day, like uh, at night and stuff. But they do. They have a 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. morning show. The mayor's on it. The local politician. I'm old enough where sometimes I listen to it. And somehow they got my number. I went in and the people who run the station is like, you should do a show here. And I'm like, I think you should talk to two people I do a podcast with who will oh, quickly God. tell just... you. And by the way, AM radio, do you want to speak to fewer people? <laughs> well, that's the funny thing. It's like, because I've said that before. There's an old, there's an assistant living facility down the street from us. There's like a thousand people there. I'm like, that's it. That's their demo. This is old person radio for shut-ins in assistant living facility. <laughs> but then when we did a ticket giveaway and a few people actually called, I was like, oh, man, you almost sound younger than me. You don't sound that much older. And But no, and, and I, I did when they're like, you should, you, you know, you should do this. And I'm like, you know, there's a resume that comes with uh, letters of recommendation. I will provide you with two gentlemen who will give you letter, <laughs> letters of unrecommendation. Mm-hmm. Well, to, but to be fair, right? I mean, you know, they kind of have a lot of free time. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but like I was trying to say, this is not the only country with crime, Biff. This is true. Yeah, my homeland. Well, so, so this one, my God, this is a funny one. So I don't know if I, if you went to skip to the reenactment, but I did. Um, uh, I thought see. I sent you a screen grab of it when oh, I went. Okay. Uh, there's a there's the person that was a there was a a a, a former like boy band singer, um, I think his name is Koki Tanaka. Anyway, not important. Uh, he was arrested for um, uh, essentially controlled substance possession, but the, the and they had a little reenactment thing, right? And the reenactment thing had this this you know really like some intern was stuck with. Basically, photoshopping the dude's actual photo on some cartoon body as he kind of walked by in, in the street, and then kind of like a police sees him and then basically busts him. And then, you know, the police is a cartoon police. the The gist of it is is that he was originally arrested for possession of controlled substances, you know, a while back, and then um, at a later hearing, or you know, they reduced his sentence from like what was like two years to like whatever nine months or something like that. And then, like, literally, like, a week after they reduced his sentence, uh, he was found walking in the streets, you know, uh, um, near his, uh, where uh, where he grew up. And I guess he's a famous guy. People recognize him. And so there happened to be just a police guy that recognized him. And when the police kind of saw him, uh, he tried, the guy tried to avoid eye contact. So the police decided that that was suspicious behavior <laughs> and detained him. And they found 
they found drugs on him and then they tested him and then he was busted. And I'm thinking, you know, we talk about the police being this and that in this country, but like, like in what country where you say you avoided like, uh, you know, eye contact. So therefore you're suspicious. And I don't know, you know, I don't have the details on the, how the, you know, how the each step proceeded, but how did they go from, you can actually search the guy to get the drugs. Like, so I was kind of amazed that yeah, my country is maybe kind of scarier than you know people make it out to be. So like you 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 can't like there's no um, probable cause and all that kind of stuff. I don't know like a lot of the details of of how that works in terms of you know, and it it could it could possibly be because he is uh you know at that point still a kind of a you know you know um uh, on probation kind of you know yeah. on probation or something like that. So maybe that that's you know that's sufficient for them to you know, whatever, but I'm just like, wow, you know, like, you know, avoid the look and suddenly, you know, you're at the police station giving the urine test. That's like, it. it it's like the opposite of giving somebody a, a, a funny look. Like he didn't yeah. give me a funny <laughs> look. Hmm, that's a little odd. I should uh, so, yeah. run this guy's number. So I, I, first of all, he had magnificent hair. Like I like he 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 did have that that a little on the older side for a boy band, but still had the really great boy band, you know, Japanese hair, very 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 great. You know, you look like somebody out of Force Five, you know, very uh, very. And then I put I couldn't see everything, but I I took some of the Chiron and I copied and pasted it to Google Translate. Uh, It appears he also showed up at a. uh, at a church, say he was Ed Sheeran at one point, <laughs> looking for thirty-five dollars in a sandwich. Well, it was, they, they were they were temples. Uh, not, not many churches in Japan. Uh, racist. Uh, <laughs> you you jumping in there with some funny Joe? No, no. Uh, so yeah, so moving moving along, I, you know, I. I was putting some stuff in a Dropbox to send to Joe's oldest kid who's helping me like edit together a little yuck yuck reel and I'm like, oh, I didn't realize there were so many self-indulgent theater things in there. Oh, well, look at that. Yeah, that's I what I sent to you. That's what you you Yeah, but that was two through. years ago. Yeah, but yeah, you, you know what? It's You burn through them all. But Tommy's forgotten it. So I'm going to, you know, I, you know, I was like, oh, hey, here's a Beastie Boys song. Oh, hey, this is a So I don't know what I'm going to play, but I'm going to play something and now... Hey, Rocky, watch me pull a rabbit out of my hat. Again? Nothing up my sleeve. Bristol! <laughs> Wrong hat. I take a seven and a half. Now here's something we hope you'll really like. I'm thinking, uh, if, if you could do the public the kindness of John Oliver doing the theme song for the Beverly Hillbillies, I think the world would be a better place. Uh, I'll try. Luckily, we got our situation fixed so that now we can pump in the music and pump up the volume through our mixer. So I'm going to try to pull up the Beverly Hillbillies theme. For two tragically white guys, we make an awful lot of hip-hop references. Yeah, hardly. So um, I'm going to give this a go. Um, I don't know how well it's going to go, but it's uh, Beverly Hillbillies as done by John Oliver. Uh, It's the request line open. (laughs) And uh, on Carnival Personnel, so here you go. John Oliver singing the Beverly Hillbillies. Enjoy. Come and listen to my story about a man named Jed. A poor mountaineer, Billy, kept his family fed. And then one day he was shooting at some food. When up through the ground come a bubbling crude. Oil, that is. Black gold. 
Texas tea, not as good as British tea. Well, the first thing you know, old Jed's a millionaire. The kitten folks said, Jed, move away from there. He said, California is the place you ought to be. So they loaded up the truck and they moved to Beverly. Hills, that is. Swimming pools, homeless people. Well, now it's time to say goodbye to Jed and all his kin. And they would like to thank you folks for kindly dropping in. You're all invited back next week to this locality to have a heap and help and know their hospitality. Hillbilly, that is. Set a spell. Take your shoes off. I don't like the term hillbillies. Now let me tell you about the problem with the oil manufacturers who, who took advantage of a poor mountaineer named Jet. He sold, he was undercut by at least 20% on that oil when he sold it. And now that land that he owns, that he sold, is worth 10 times more than when he sold it for it. Finally tonight. You know what? I mean, I don't give you any lead time, and you nailed that on the first take. Just <laughs> you know, you just came in here cold, came off the bench, and just they call man. me one take Johnny. See, My name's I. Joe. I, I... Thanks, Mo. I'd like to say thank you on behalf of the Goobrell Hills. I hope we pass the audition. <laughs> All right, now, uh, where are we? Game review. Hey. Before we get into the game review, I want to ask Joe a serious question about gaming because I was having this debate with both of my boys the other day because it came up online. They were watching a debate. You download some online game. It doesn't matter. Pick any game. Every game is the same. You, you, you have to collect this many trinkets to trade it in to upgrade this armor. You get this many trinkets. You upgrade it to – and so – they call it grinding. It's like, oh, yeah, you, you, I've been grinding for like 40 hours to upgrade this gun. Is that they, why they call that a website grinder? I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. So here's, here's the debate in the gaming world. You can spend 40 hours grinding away to, uh, oh, buff. Is it buff out the gun or nerf out? Like one of them nerf, is, is it not like what, buff out is like it's OP, overpowering. Or nerve, so they have all these stupid terms. Anyways, to max out the gun, you and I, being old Joe, would say you've maxed out this gun. You've upgraded it. You've upgraded the firepower, the capacity, X, Y, and Z. And it took you 40 hours of grinding through the game. Or, or, stay with me now, you can have a job, go to work, and then you're like, oh, I have some discretionary income. I'm going to buy that maxed out gun and I'm just going to start playing the game with everything maxed out because I was willing to drop $30. And they're like, that's cheating. It's like, is it though? Like, is, is that cheating or is that, hey, you can spend 40 hours grinding away at this game and get the free upgrades or you can go to work, make some real money and then say, instead of buying this, I'm going to buy that. And I'm going to play the game with a maxed out gun. And I know I'm losing everybody but Joe and maybe even Joe. Where do you weigh in on that? Uh, well, those free-to-play games are designed to take money away from gamers. Uh, money and time. Or both, if, if they designed it right. So, not exactly cheating. It's just, honestly, they, they, you know, they were, they have similar debates in, like, other video games where, you know, like, um, in retro gaming, you can play the original game on the original cartridge on the original console, and you know 
it would be a hard game to play because it was made in the 90s or whatever and uh you know it'd be like you know nintendo hard and but then now you can play those same games on a on an emulator on your computer and when they have what they're called save states where you can just sort of take a snapshot of where you are in the game and if you screw up you just reload that save state and start where right before you messed up and people were like well that's cheating it's like well yeah but I have a life. I have a, you know, I don't want to spend 60 hours on this game that I, you know, uh, you know, it was made like 30 years ago. Like it, it's fun, but I want my version of fun is getting through the game fast. And, right. you know, like, so there is no, no, there is no cheating, but you know, there, I mean, there is legitimate cheating where like in video games, there are people who like, especially PC gaming, like they can, yeah, yeah. they can hack the game and they can mod it so that they can modify their, players so that they're invincible with like you know cheat codes and stuff and then you know when you're doing online competitive play that's like yeah you're legitimately cheating because you're at, at a, an extreme advantage um basically illegally <laughs> according <laughs> to the rules of the game um and you can get banned from you know doing stuff like that but no that's not cheating buying your way through the game i mean it kind of you know at some point yeah you kind of like is it worth playing this game for 40 hours to get this upgrade or do I just say, yeah, you know what? I got 30 bucks, you know? Now the whole thing about getting a job versus playing video games is a whole other debate. <laughs> right. Uh, which is funny, getting back to my oldest kid. Uh, so so we meet up. I have the little guy with me. His mom picks him up from lifeguard thing. He has a certificate. He's so proud. We meet at the Korean corn dog place at the mall. And, and we are. I'm uh, incredibly proud of the work he put in. But I couldn't. I couldn't keep keep that energy up i had to turn to the 12 year old and says you know where's your job loser <laughs> and then and then i did it joe i did it i did it i did it when he said i'm 12 what what did i say to him uh where everybody's got an excuse <laughs> i'm <Yeah>. only 12 <laughs> You know, on a today's market, that piece of veal would be a forty-five dollar Niagara Falls. Meat. You know, and then I did, and then his mom was laughing, and I'm like, you know, Tristan, by the time I was twelve, I had my paper route for four years at that point. And he's like, a, a what, what? And then I reached over and I took his cupcake and I slid it over towards me and I took a bite, and then I hugged his brother in front of him. Uh, he's going to be a fine comic. <laughs> Oh, so that was that. All right. right. Now, now I'm, you know what, Biff, just so you don't say I'm biased, why don't you take the next couple minutes and tell everybody how great the Boston Bruins are? Fantastic team, right? I mean, there's really, um, you know, literally no weaknesses, uh, you know, in, you know, on the actual roster and everything else. So, yeah, I mean, I think odds on favorite to win the cup this year. I mean, I'm, I'm driving back from New York and I catch the third period. I, I, I texted yeah. you guys this. Yeah. And in be I catch the last couple minutes of in between the second and third period. And the two Boston announcers are like, hey, look, you know, this is the fourth game and, and, and on the road and five nights. You're going to have one of these games, but there's no reason the Bruins are up two to one. Like they were up two to one. At that point, they have been outshot like 30 to 11. Yeah. And the announcers are saying, this radio guy saying, if any way they possibly hold on to this, it's insane. It's crazy. They don't deserve to even be in this game, let alone winning. And so 
I get home by the time I get home, I catch the last five minutes, ten minutes of like the third period. And at one point, getting the shit out of the car and getting up, Calgary had scored two goals. So now it's three to two. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? And I looked at the shots on the screen. It's like, oh, they're being outshot like 51 to 18. It's like, how are they only losing by one goal? I put some stuff in the, you know, the, the laundry. I turn around and I hear the Bruins announcer screaming. It's yeah. like, what? They, they, they tied it? And then Calgary scored again, and then the Bruins scored again. Then it goes into overtime, and they won. They got outshot by almost fifty yeah. points on the road. Well, yeah, so that's what I mean. When you know, like essentially, well, so the thing about it though is that that was great about it is that it was Calgary because you know Calgary is so so desperate to be in the playoffs, and those not getting that second point really hurts them. It really hurts. Yeah. And so the Bruins, the Bruins had it was weird. Did a lot of teams. Because the the way the collective bargaining is, you have to have a week off. Is it seven days you have off, or you have to have six days yep, off? Yeah, they that's, they call it a buy, but yeah. And and for some reason, the Bruins buy came just before the All Star game, which meant oh, they yeah, ended perfect, up having yeah. ten yeah. days off. Perfect. So, so their first game back, they were rusty. They lost two to one. They've won nine since then. They broke the record for first team, the fastest team to a hundred points. I mean, it's yeah. all bullshit. Yeah. Nobody wins the cup in March. The Bruins have had some serious injuries, and it looks like Ella <clears throat> Hall is out for the season. He yes, might be back for the playoffs. Well, they put him on long term, but then, like you pointed out, and I forgot, it's like I, you know, I don't think I'm not going to speak for Biff. I am not a fan of Todd Bartusi. Um, I'm also not a fan of his son, who Joe plays for the Detroit Red Wings. No, 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 it's not. It's a nep- I think it's a oh, nephew. It's a nephew. Okay, yeah, yeah. who missed half of last season because they're in a division with a lot of Canadian teams, and because he wouldn't get vaccinated, he couldn't play in New York in Madison Square Garden. He couldn't play in Long Island. Oh, actually, it's in a, now Brooklyn, where the uh, no, the the Islanders no, are no, still no. at Barclays. Yeah, they were at Barclays last year. Yeah. And then they uh, – so he couldn't play in Toronto, Montreal. Yeah. So he missed half the season because yeah. he's an anti-vaxxer yeah. uh, and he's a real piece of crap. Um, and so the Bruins were done making their trades. That You know, they had a couple trades. They're all done. They had one really big trade. And then the next day they lose two players. And within 12 hours they're like, well – we better have a warm body if these guys can't come back. A couple fourth liners, but hey, Nick Felino, he's a good guy. He's a journeyman, dude. He's on pace to have like a career year. It's like one I don't of those. Know if, things. It's that, if it's that, that one. but I mean, you know, he, it's over the course of his career. I, it's almost it almost breaks even because his first year was he was garbage. This year he's, he's been a lot better. But ultimately, right? I mean, you, you know, you get the guys that you get. Um, I don't know if they really need a Bertuzzi, but. Um, certainly, you know, you don't, um, if they don't get him and if they could get him, then he might end up on somebody else's team and then they could cause problems. Right. So I, I think it's fine, but now the lightning know. made a lot of moves. Are, are, oh. how, okay. So who are the big challengers to the Bruins in the second and third round? Well, so essentially, you know, it's going to be whoever comes out of the Metro. So. Uh, Tampa is always a problem, right? Because you know they're 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 they've been there, done that team. So I think that's going to be the only team that could cause a problem on the in the Northeast. In the on the Metro side, I mean the Rangers really really you know stocked up. So uh, you know, and the thing with the Rangers is that even though Shesterkin hasn't been great, if that goalie gets hot, that's you know that's that's always that e- equalizer, right? The hot goalie can always you know 
I mean, that's what happened with, you know, like that, you know, that that's what kept the, the Penguins from three-peating, right? Because, Correct, hey, yeah. Patrick Roy, you know, right? right, right. Now, Actually, they lost to the Islanders or something like that that year. So it wasn't Patrick Roy that year, but whatever. But a hot goalie is always an issue. Uh, that's the, biggest cl- the, the, the two biggest cliches in hockey playoffs are, are you healthy? Can you stay healthy? And the hot goalie. And speaking of hot goalies, not only are the Bruins goalies both just standing on their head. Like I said, yeah. uh, Lena Zomar to like steal. <laughs> that's stealing a game. If you're outshot yeah. by 50, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's stealing. Well, the open net goal. What was your thoughts on that? Oh, it's, it's a great, you know, and it was a nicely placed, you know, like the puck just kind of went where there was essentially it was kind of a quasi dumping. He had all kinds of room. Perfect time to try that, you know, empty net shot. It was a great shot. Wait, and, a goal, the goalie scored an over net goal. Yeah. yeah oh, it's, it's so, goal. so I, so it's, here's what's funny. The last time an, a goal, an open net goal was scored, I think I was in the same building because when I was in the building, uh, Biff and I, oh, actually Joe too. We all had a friend who was playing hockey in Vancouver. I went up one weekend and that friend and a couple of their friends on the team we got we got last minute hey let's go to this game we got the last row in the building it was like one more row behind us we're on the outside and nabarkov i think that was the goalie's name nabarkov scores an open net goal and guys that had it yep and, and so did you read uh, about it in the paper the next day or did you <laughs> no and it was it was really awesome it was really and, and and you know those are one of that's one of the times where you have the seats way up there where you're like this is the best place to be sitting because yeah. you see the entire ice yeah. you see what he see oh it was delicious so the fact that so then the bruins like broadcast the other day did a breakdown yeah. i didn't realize how rare it is i know it's rare I know it's rare, and I know Billy Smith was the first one to do it. Is Hextall the only one with two open net no. goals? Uh, there... Brodeur. Brodeur has multiple. Oh, Brodeur. Right, right. Brodeur. Brodeur. And who has the first playoff? Uh, uh, Hextall was the first playoff one, I think. So only eight goalies have done it. Something like that. In yeah. the almost 100-year history. Yeah. And what's what's crazy about it well, is it's like – Well, it's all in the last 30 years. Is it because – it was it was that one of those unwritten rules that it goes against the goalies G goals against average. So as a respect to other goalies, you just didn't do it. It does not go against the goalies goals against average. No, it's because players used to be crap. I mean, uh, 13 the, goaltenders have scored according 13, to Wikipedia. 13, oh, 13 goals have been scored or 13 goalies. have No, scored? 13 goaltenders have scored a total of yeah. 16 goals in the NHL game. Yeah. Than that, than that. So it was so rare that I guess there's more people who have scored like you know 500 goals and have you know open no goalies have scored, which you're like, wait a minute. That's probably that's possible. Yeah, that's, pro- that's you know there, yeah. there was a couple of weird stats, but I didn't first Bruins goalie to do it. Uh, so it was great. You know, it was great. And then like Biff and I were texting, or you were on the text thread too. For some reason, the Sabres, who were losing by four goals, kept pulling the goalie. And a couple times people are like, you know, will Swayman take a shot? Because <laughs> like there was a couple times where he had the puck on his tape and it looked like he might have been taking a shot. Uh, it's funny because Bergeron scored a 200 foot behind his goal line shorthanded they pulled their goalie and it's like oh that was that was pretty uh that was pretty awesome and i, I do want to like do, do a little asterisk here so ron hextall did score the first he was the first goalie yeah. to have scored a, a goal in the opposing net 
<laughs> uh, Billy Smith of the New York Islanders, seventy-nine to to eighty, scored it in his own goal. No, you know what? Here, no. Here's what the stat is. Thank you for clarifying. Thank you for clarifying, Joe. What had happened is only eight goalies had yeah. scored on open nets. What happens is, and this is fucked up. Yeah. It, the last it, person, the the last person who touched it. So, if somebody mishandles the puck and they put it in their own net, and the last person on the other team. So only eight goalies have scored on other teams' nets, right? By shooting, so, by shooting it, yeah. By shooting it, right? By shooting it, yeah. You know, because I I remember there's been many of times, many a times that Biff would get a second assist or a first assist. It's like, sure. oh, let's get this to Stefan behind the net. Watch him go around five people, going around two of them twice, and then score, and then making sure that Biff's name got said on the loudspeaker because he got the assist. Anyway, yeah. yeah so that Bruins was a good team. Um, yeah. I think I would say uh, the, the teams that you worry about are Lightning, uh, Rangers, uh, Panthers, I think. Uh, not Panthers, I mean uh, Hurricane. I think those are the teams that you kind of worry about. The Hurricanes, they're one of the – Rob Bridgemore is still running the show with the that Hurricanes. That is correct, yeah. Yeah, and he's they one of those guys. Of, yeah. He's not afraid of anybody. Well, he they kind of – there's a certain aspect of their play that's similar to the way the Bruins play. They're not as quite as good as the Bruins. Um, they don't have the uh, – you know, <clears throat> like there's nobody on that team that finishes like Pasternak, right? So, you know, even though they have great, great talent, but – you know, so. And Pasta's locked up for eight years now on what seems to be kind of a team. Well, they're saying, yeah, it's a team-friendly thing, but he's still the sixth highest-paid player in the league. Yeah, so it's I th I think that the thing that I would say was kind of a and going back to you know the the blind squirrels uh, point of uh, they want to you know you want to dump him in three years. I think that if they had the balls to properly sign him when they signed this current contract oh. and signed him for the full eight, they could have had him for eight years for about maybe, you know, seven and a half, eight yep. million, right? So they would have been better off doing that, but, you know, whatever. Because I think I, they had him for six up until this year, so. Right, right. It's one of those, you know, it, 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 but you could have, would have, should have, but I'm happy where they are. I'm well, happy the reason why I say this is because, like, I thought he was fantastic back then, but I guess. Oh, no, he's, for, he's, for, been, he's been great since day reason, one. For for whatever reason, like, they didn't, like, want to, you know, go full max on him. And I was, like, I wasn't sure why. I, I mean, I the only person in the league who scores more goals on the power play standing on the left side faceoff, Don, is Ovechkin. Yeah, like, like both of those guys, it's like if that cross ice pass gets there, I don't care who's in goal and how much time they get yeah, to square yeah. up, you know. Uh, uh, you know, anyway, so so all right, guys, wrap it up. Let's get on up. with That's it. Good. What Let's are you watching? I'm watching uh, the Bad Batch on Disney Plus, the season two, the animated. This is right after, uh, you know, right at the tail end of the Clone Wars. This is just before, you know, um, Rogue One. Thing? Yeah, yeah. It's called okay. Bad Batch. Um, it, it, it's five kind of misfit. It's still when the it's still when the Republic was using clones, and they played around with the DNA a little bit, and they made one of them really huge and super strong. It's almost like an X Men of. Um, it's almost so, like an so, X-Men. So, so wait, these life forms that have nothing to do with Earth somehow also develop DNA? 
Yes, one hundred percent. And they speak English. Do they speak English? I Perfect English, actually. Like like with no, British no accents. accents, you know. Well, the classy ones. The oh, class. No, actually, the classy no. The empire. Ones. The empire speak with British accents. Yeah, well, they're, they're... speaking of which, what was that weird accent that um, Natalie Portman had when she was Princess Amadala? Uh, uh, whatever. Amadala. Amadala. Oh yeah, well you know she was putting on her air. That was her airs, you know. She's putting on a regal accent, and it was also George Lucas directing. All right. Yeah. Don't question the god. Uh, no, it's fine. You know, you know, you know. Part of the problem is that they're, you know, when you say, you know, they're, you know, when you talk about American queens, it's a completely different thing than the British queen. You know, so yes, I think that's where we kind of struggle with that. You know. But uh, but by the time we chat next, I will have been a couple episodes into both The Mandalorian and Season 3 of Ted Lasso. Uh, are you guys still on the um, Last of Us bandwagon? I am. Good. Well, Watch I, the air. I'm keeping I, up. I'm not because I don't have HBO Max. It's, it's oh, I'm sorry, Biff. Yeah, I yeah. apologize. Well, let me spoil it for you. So anyways, right, yeah. episode 7. I, I, know it, I know it involves some kind of fungus, but that's about yes. all I know. Yes, the cordycep. That's what it's called. It's a cordycep. Get with the program, Biff. Everybody's talking about the cordyceps, man. It's, 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 all, all, it, it's all about the cordyceps, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you complete me. Um, you know, it's yeah. funny. Actually, I had that in the rundown the other day. You guys ever just randomly fall into a rabbit hole of an artist that you like, but you don't listen to a lot, but like for like a two-week period of time, that's all you listen to? Uh, kind you of, know? yeah. You know. you know what the rabbit hole I do get into is that uh, old gray whistle test. That's Absolute dangerous, dangerous, uh, dangerous rabbit hole. Absolute. Joe, do you know what the old gray whistle test is? No. It was a lot. It, Cable Access Studio. It was a BBC show, but it has all the production value of a three-camera Lexington Cable <laughs> Access Studio in 1993. And you would have the greatest bands ever stripped down, coming in, and just killing it. Okay. It is the anti-top of the pops. Right. Ah, uh, okay. Right. Yeah. No flash. You know, and it's not like stripped down. It's not like an acoustic thing. But man, like you, you would see the police and just the best of the best bands that would come through there. Like I said, uh, playing curtain. Well, a lot, a lot of like obscure bands too. So that's the thing. You know, they have a lot of these wacky bands that I've never heard of. It's like wow. I've never, I've never even know this guy. These but guys then, then you Wikipedia and you're like, oh wait, they were gigantic in Belgium for four years. They Something like, like that, right? Sold yeah. out stadium. No, I so do wanna, oh, before are we are done with TV? Yeah, yeah, no, go back to TV. Sorry. Uh, I just wanted to add one thing. So I talking about me going through VHS tapes. So in the early 2000s, uh, there was this uh, show on VH1 called I Love the 80s. Do you remember that show? Of course, yeah. Absolutely. So I taped all of them. Oh, and I taped, nice. I have like, I even like made nice. labels. They're in nice yeah. cases. I love, this was like the perfect show for me because it was yeah. remembering the yeah. past. It was great. Yeah. And now I'm watching them and I taped them and they have the commercials and stuff in them from VH1. These aired in January of 2003, the, the run that I'm watching. I'm yeah. watching an I Love the 80s 1980 episode that was taped in 2003 in 2023 so i'm remembering remembering <laughs> and, uh, the, the, the 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 levels of nostalgia is is, is it's too much actually i have to say it's too much in Jacques, i think that's i'm gonna have to digitize them or find them out on youtube because i think one night when we do a sleepover we have to watch like one of these i love the 80s well, the, yeah that's 
we're getting into a very, very tricky area there. Most of the stuff we watch, most of the stuff we watch is akin to watching Three Stooges in a Rush concert with my management. <laughs> like she doesn't want anything to do with it. Um, but if we're going to watch that, that might be one of those. Well, it's I also like watched it. It's a 20 year old Hal Sparks. Talking, well, that's her, that's her guy talking about like the Blue Lagoon. You know, right. she lives for Hal Sparks. She li- absolutely right. of she all loves the, the 80s. Is, is, yeah, is Hal loves- Sparks her hall pass? No, no, that's dude. The, uh, her, it's, her, a, it's either it's either Simon LeBon or <laughs> oh, you don't even know. No, uh, four of the five people on her hall pass is John Taylor from Duran Duran. Being very clear about that. Okay. Being very right. clear about that. Right. You know another. And then the other, the, the the fifth one is any Chris from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It could be Pie. It could be Brad. It could be Hemsworth. It could be Evans. It probably should be Evans. Um, you know what? I never realized how many Chris's there were, but yeah, yeah. Pratt and yeah, all yeah. that. Well, well, it's funny because it was a meme a few years ago. The director yelled, you know, Chris, come to the set and five beefed out white guys come blasting out of trailers. Um, Speaking of Chris Pratt, one last thing. Yeah. TV related, video game related. Uh, the Super Mario Brothers movie is being heavily promoted and correctly right. promoted, I might add. That They did a great Super Bowl commercial. It was great. It referenced the old Super Mario Brothers Super Show from 1989 that I grew up watching. Anyway, uh, recently on the Kelly Clarkson show, she had on four cast members from the a new Super Mario Brothers movie. They had uh, Chris Pratt, uh, Charlie Day, Keegan-Michael Key, and Jack Black, uh, three of which were dressed in normal clothes. Guess which one was? <laughs> guess which one showed up in a Bowser costume? <laughs> that's right, Jack Black. Oh my God, he is a delight. <laughs> yes. So that's all. Oh no, that, that that the the boys are, the boys are very upset about you know. Chris Chris Pratt being the voice of Mario for what? some reason, but they are so excited about Jack Black. Jack Black. Yeah, Jack Black is saving it. Uh, Charlie Day is Luigi, by the way. Another, I think, a good a good pull. Yeah, Keegan yeah, Michael yeah. Key will be funny. Chris Pratt's just you know, it's um, you know, he's he, he's Chris Pratt. Like there's right. him doing a right. voice is like you know, it's almost akin to blackface in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, no, and, uh, that's yes, <laughs> yes, no, that that's their takeaway. That's pretty much their takeaway. It's like why him there? But uh, do you think it will be as good or not as good as uh, Pedro Pascal's Mario? Uh, I still haven't seen it. Oh, dude, it's delicious. It's absolutely it delivers. It literally it's. It is absolutely awesome. It really is. It's it's great. It's great. No, uh, so so talk about music. A couple of weeks ago, and I don't know why, I just fell down the rabbit hole. I don't. Can love- we plug up these holes, by the way? Because there's a <laughs> lot of falling happening, and I, I, I'm concerned. Oh, yeah. we should at least get an estimate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, let's get a couple of estimates. Let's get a couple of estimates. So, uh, so. I- Look, Joe, tell me what greatest hits albums are for. Housewives and Little Girls. But I don't know if it's all on a greatest hits album, but Elvis Costello has, let's say, eight songs I love. Like, honestly, honestly, absolutely love. And another eight songs that I really like. And so I've been listening to those same eight songs almost on a constant loop for a couple weeks. And and like I said, not a big fan out of nowhere. And so I text my buddy, you know, Dan, 
in the band. I'm like, oh my God, I can't stop listening to these three songs by Elvis Costello. And he's like, oh, well, this is my two favorite songs by him. And if you put his entire catalog in front of me, like I'd be I, in a million, if I had my <clears throat> 25 favorite, those two songs aren't on it. But if you mm-hmm. told me what a dance two favorite song, <laughs> I'd be those were. And I, and I laughed hysterically. I'm like, we both love the same artists to the same degree, but different parts of their catalog, which is what I'm like, and, and, and that's what I did. I'm like, yep. This is why it works. This is why 30 years in. Yeah, if, you there, know, was, if there were a seaside to a record, Dan would be all <laughs> over it. You know, it, it, like if, if any any of the bands that we love, if it's, uh, you know, kind of a singer songwriter thing by, you know, Iron Maiden, that, that would be Dan's favorite. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I'm going to go with Run With The Hills. He's going to go with like whatever the singer songwriter, you know, ballad thing is. And that's why when we sit down and we jam and that, and that's why it's always fun because he'll put drum tracks like a, just a track on it to have a timing thing when he's working something out. But I hear it completely different. And and he's always like, yeah, I, I wouldn't have thought this. So that's yeah, why I just yeah. throw that out. But it was it was fun because I'm like, yep, yep. I, I would have guessed those two songs. I think they suck from an artist I love. <laughs> um, and he doesn't think like Radio Radio sucks, but it's not like his favorite Elvis Costello song. But he's wrong. You know, uh, so that's about it. Uh, we got some parenting tips from you fine gentlemen who've raised amazing young men. Mm, no. Sorry. <laughs> no. So my parenting tip is. Oh, I know what my parenting tip is. Sorry. Right. Yeah, is that's... um, if you're going to, um, you know, uh, make a comedy club lose their liquor license, <laughs> bring your 15-year-old to that club and then publicly um out them on as many social media platforms as possible even if you get the name of the club wrong it's the comedy the greenwich village comedy club not the comedy cellar that's a different club uh it although it is a cellar anywho taking it down from the inside yeah well that's a confusion uh no that's good but that was that was my, my thing you know it's like you know what sometimes you just throw them in just you know what you're gonna do it you, it's going to be great. You, Whether you're a life, learning to be a lifeguard or CPR training or yep. stand-up comedy. Yep. Yeah, yeah, look, dude, this opportunity might not come out. Look, you got one opportunity in this life. And, and now the whole eight-mile soundtrack yes. is running through my head. And it is. And the, the really nice thing about him doing the lifeguard thing, working his ass off, it not working it's like out. You have a pool. It's yeah. not working out. And then doing it, I've, I've said to him, one of my stupid dad sayings that I've said to the boys their whole life, you don't lose the fight because you got knocked down. You only lose when you don't get back up. And it's fine to get knocked down. You know, if you want to lay on the mat, you get knocked down, but you get up, you get up again. again. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, you're never going to keep me down no, yeah. unless you ask nicely. Then, <laughs> and by the way, are you going to that, now? That's a different song. That's a different song. <laughs> so now, speaking of the pool, now are you going to, because he's a lifeguard, are you going to now install a lifeguard chair? <laughs> so, it's already there. It's already out oh, there. Awesome. Um, you know, it's, yeah. and didn't, no, but. Didn't, but, didn't like um, Nikki Six or Tommy Lee um, like lose a guest at their pool? So, you know, oh, it happen, boy. right? 
Uh, yeah. uh, I, think I think William was Shatner did too. William, Sh- William really? Shatner's uh, wife. Wife, yeah. yeah she oh. just, yeah, hit her head. And, oh, uh, speaking of which, hey, you know what kind of wood doesn't float? Yeah. Oh, come on. Oh, oh I will uh, too- not allow that to be said on this podcast. Wait, wait, wait. Too soon? Just let it hang there. Just let <laughs> it hang there. Come on. <laughs> come on. You know you want to say it. All right. These are the jokes, kids. <laughs> These are the jokes. And you, you know say, what? You know what? You, 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 you actually walked Jacques off the podcast. He's no longer on the podcast <laughs> now, because of that offensive Well, why don't you joke. go ahead and finish then? All right. Well, let's see. Well, we, we certainly did have a good time this week. Um, there will be no sideshow next week. Or will there? Who knows? Because, you know, things can happen. Things change. Um, you know, we have a whole seven days to plan for this next upcoming sideshow it could be anybody you know what uh, Grayson could be on the sideshow he, he's a comic now you know if we're, getting, if we're interviewing comics he could be uh, like he, that qualifies him to be uh, on our podcast you know what I uh, Jacques your sister is clamoring clamoring to become a guest on uh, sideshow carnival personnel uh, sideshow I'm changing the name of the sideshow by the way it's sideshow carnival personnel sideshow uh, incorporated etc um i'm just gonna keep in, in xm pandora i'm adding <laughs> i'm adding things to it you know it's like when you when all these companies merge you know you just keep tacking on the name to make it longer like you know bristol myers squib uh raytheon hasbro like what <laughs> disney oh my god um ColecoVision? how'd you get in here get the fuck out of here um anyway i've rambled long enough or have i you know what <laughs> You listened to Shock Ramble for 45 goddamn minutes and you loved it. Nobody said a word except for Biff seven times. So I have my uh, rights too, and I'm going to ramble on about, um, you know, you know what's, what's with these kids wanting to, you know, buy their way through video games? You know, what is that? That's, I consider it cheating. You know what? Let's go to the phones. Um, <laughs> no, I did that bit last time. Anyway, um, well, good night, everybody. It's time for me to take my nap. Um, Biff, you're the greatest. Jacques, don't forget.
Thank <laughs> you.